I'm here today because I'm addicted. You know what? I play video games better than anybody. You'd think with all my video game experience, I'd be feeling more prepared. Hello, game fans, and welcome to episode five of the Gaming Sessions podcast. Thank you for staying with us. We're sorry for the long break uh, since the last episode. We actually recorded a episode um, the week before last, and it was amazing. You should have heard it. But sadly, technical issues made it uh, not possible to actually put it online. Uh, I won't go into the details, but yes, it was awesome. And um, if we could ever find those missing recordings, then we will share them with you. But for the time being, let's just enjoy what we have right now, because we have a host of gaming news and as always i have the immense john bibby with me he is the nightwing to my batman he is the quiet to my miserable snake or whatever he's called nowadays uh, i give you john bibby <laughs> thanks Ian. those intros are getting better and better every way <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh thank you very much for joining me and thank you for joining me so late no and uh, for dealing with me even though i am randomly in brighton on a training course and on an event um, I'm weirdly in a hotel room recording this podcast, um, and I am going to be honest with you. I am pretty drunk, so I'm just going to just going to see what happens, and let's just let's just go with it and see if we can talk about some games um, because that's what I'd like to talk about. That is that is what I'm addicted to. That is that is what the gaming sessions podcast is all about. So welcome, John, and please start us off with a bit of sense. What have you been playing this week or this month? Uh, right. Well, I'm not quite as drunk as Ian so hopefully I'll make a bit more sense um but yeah where I've been playing for the for this well since since the last podcast and even though it's been such a long time I've only actually been playing two games in that entire time and I think you'll most most of them will probably guess the main one it is the big one the big release that's been out in the last few weeks and that's Metal Gear Solid 5 and I'll sum it up to start with it's an amazing game definitely contender for game of the year I can't think many many things wrong with it it's it's got everything. Is there cardboard boxes in it? There's yeah. many cardboard boxes in it. There's cardboard boxes in every size, shape, colour, camo pattern, whatever you want to do to them. And you can even put stickers on the outside of them. That's that's what this game is in a nutshell. Really, you can. It, I, well, I read about it before I got it, and they said there is no right or wrong way of doing anything in this game. You can complete missions however you want to, and it's totally true. It is. An open world game in every sense of the word. Brilliant, really, really good fun. Have you have you actually tried it yet? No, no. I mean, it's one of those games which I I'm, I I haven't got excited for. The buzz has been around. I played the original Metal Gear and I thought it was good. And since then, I've not I've been dipping in and out. Played a little bit of Patriots and things like that recently, but. I don't know. I, I'm not very good with stealth games generally. Um, and then this game. It, it didn't get me excited. I, I wanted to get excited because everyone else was getting excited. Um, and I saw the images of Quiet and I got a little bit excited, <laughs> but I think for the wrong reasons. Um, and I, I I heard about it. I heard about you know, building a base, going around and giving people a thumbs up and generally motivational speaking. And I just thought... <laughs> I'd rather be beating people up in Batman. So yeah. I was just, I, I, I don't know. You, you're going to have to convince me. What is so good about this game? Well, I was in the same boat as you, to be honest. The Metal Gear games, I played the first one on the PlayStation years ago. That loved, I absolutely loved it. That blew me away and all the, the Psycho Mantis battle and having you swapping out your controllers and ports and things like that. That was an amazing game at the time. 
Uh, I played a bit of two. I don't think I played three. Played four, which was basically watching cutscenes of someone cook eggs on a plane. It wasn't the greatest greatest game going. But I've been following the development of this because I like open world games. And I was intrigued to see what they could do with it. I like you. I'm not the best at stealth games. I do like them, but I'm I'm not the best at them. I just don't have the patience. I just I can't sit there and and try something ten times like sneaking here, you know, kill somebody here and slightly you know, silently kill somebody here. I just don't have the patience for it. If I get kicked to the same point and I've lost an hour of my life trying to do the same thing, it just it drives me spare. I don't know. Well, what it it's is. it's not like that. The one good thing about it is it's not insta fail stealth like a lot of games are nowadays with insta fail stealth sections of annoying they're almost as annoying as jump puzzles in first person shooters but i'll come on to that later um mm -hmm. but it you don't if you get caught you can do many things you get like it's like a reflex time like bullet time if you get caught so you have about five seconds that you can actually slow motion where you can take the guy down with a shot to the head or you can knock him out unconscious or whatever or you can leg it you can run to the hills because uh, it is open world you can go wherever you want and hide and wait for it all to blow over but there's so many by hiding behind a horse well hiding behind a rock or a horse or, <laughs> or you can hide behind a rock hey where, where's that assassin that was just here a minute ago oh I don't know <laughs> he's turned into he, a he horse. ran off and now, now there's a random horse on the yeah, horizon or a, a big rock a heavily armed <laughs> horse um, and then you can make your horse poo on your head if you want which is actually really good fun uh, oh, yeah, it's good for disguise <laughs> but the, you can there's so much you can do in the game I don't think I've really scratched the surface it's so massive as well. it's so massive it's almost off-putting because I mean I think I've put about 20 hours maybe 25 hours into it and when you go into a mission it says on the bottom percentage complete and I think I'm about 14% 15% complete because uh, I've been doing a lot of the side missions, I've I've done quite a bit of the the main story. I've unlocked all the all the buddies and things like that, so I've got quiet and the dog, which is quite handy. But there's little things in the game that you know they'll do a mission, which some missions are fantastic, some missions are amazing good fun, some missions are not that much fun. But little things just make you smile. Like you have to to enter a mission, you have to call call in your helicopter, and you get in your helicopter and go to your mission and call it to take you out of missions. But you can collect music tapes. The whole game is set in the 80s, by the way. It's set in 1984, 1985. Um, and you can collect music tapes, so you can get a lot of music from the era. And the last game I played, or a couple of, couple of games before that, I found a tape with the final countdown by Europe on it. <laughs> nice. It's amazing. <laughs> and you can set that, so you can, you can upgrade your helicopter, so it's got a speaker on the outside of it. So when when you sat there in, in the thing, you're calling your helicopter to come and pick you up or even provide air support and fly around your fire and machine gun, you just hear the final countdown getting closer and closer and louder and louder until this helicopter bursts out of the sky and just starts machine gunning people playing Europe, the final countdown. It's amazing. Nice. Or you can have kids in America, um, the man who sold the world. It's, oh, there's so much. The music's great. But it's... No, it's a very, very good game. And the reason it got sold to me was by a friend of mine who is a massive Metal Gear Solid fan. He said, you've got to get into it. You've got to try it. You've got to love it. The story's there, but the, it's usual Kojima nonsense. Weirdness. Yes, completely weird story. Do you have to know the previous storylines no, to get into it? I don't think so at all, because I don't know what was going on. I watched a few YouTube videos to see if I could catch up, and that made no sense. And then... You play the prologue mission, which is the first hour of the game, 
And that is the most batshit crazy thing that I have ever seen. I actually put a, a tweet out uh, saying whatever Kojima was smoking when he came up with this, I want some. Because <laughs> that is off its head. But the, sto the story's there, and if you're interested, I'm sure some people, die-hard Metal Gear fans, they love the story. For me, I'm not bothered. It's the gameplay that's got me coming back. It's really, really addictive. How do you feel about Quiet? Because Quiet has kind of become uh, a source of, of news stories. I mean, she looks stunning. The The voice actor who does it, she is stunning already. Um, but this is an assassin who wears next to nothing. And the only reasoning Kojima is given is she breathes through her skin. Yeah. So that, and it seems a bit of a flimsy, flimflam way of saying I wanted a half-naked assassin in there. Um, I don't want to seem uh, sexist, but um, you know, let's just put a reason behind it. I mean, yeah, you know, I like naked women as much as the next person. But <laughs> did you feel like uh, this is a bit unfair yeah, when you were playing but it? Again, it's a Japanese game, and you know, Japanese make games of beach volleyball with girls with just bouncing boobs and things like that. You know, you've got to. Yeah, but they're they're playing beach volleyball. There is a reason <laughs> that they are on a beach and they are in she bikinis. You know, that's skin. you know, that's that's the <laughs> <her> reason. <laughs> but, uh, that's bollocks, really, because she if she's an assassin, she needs she needs tools, she needs belts, she needs armor, she needs all these things to be a an effective assassin. Um, she can go but, invisible though as well, which is quite cool. <laughs> so why does she need to skin out? Yeah, I don't no know. No idea. But to be honest, she's yeah. she's a good buddy to have, as, as they call in this. Um, in, in fact, she's. I've only played with play. Probably use my words. I've only played with her a little bit, but <laughs> only used her a little bit. Um, oh, it's even better. <laughs> that is even better actually. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I heard myself saying that. Um, but you, you upgrade her to a point where she's got a, tra a tranquilizer silent sniper rifle and she just follows you around. You can tell her to go to bases and just kill everyone. <laughs> she's just got a tranquilizer and she follows you around. <laughs> it sounds like she's got like Rohypnol in a freaking handkerchief. You know? she's, she's just going to take a, have a wicked way with you at any moment. Yeah, actually, in the middle of it, it turns into a dating game. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah. but, but, I've sold. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's... It's an interesting thing. It's like I say, it's Kojima weirdness. But I mean, that's the, there's guys on fire riding unicorns being eaten by flaming whales later on in the game. You know, it's there's so much madness. It, it just nothing is normal. Are you taking advantage that I might have had a drink or two? No, no, no. That that happens in the first hour. Honest to God. Oh, um, it's. I, I will say <laughs> though, I have come to a bit in the game, a mission in the game, and I have been distracted by another game that I'll come on to, but it it. Was it got stopped being fun for me? You know, with a lot of games, you get to a point like a bot. This is a boss battle. You get to a boss battle and you try it a few times and you fail, and you say, "I'll come back to that." And then you just you don't want to go back to it because you think, "Oh god, but it's so hard, and I can't remember what I was doing now, and and all that sort of stuff." But I will go back to it at some point. But it's I think you should try it. I think for you personally, for for everyone out there listening, if you if you're slightly interested in this sort of game definitely give it a try for you personally and i'd wait until it's you pick it up cheap or cheap, pick it cheap. up in a deal or something because this i'd wait till next summer lull you know when there's when there's nothing out and you can get it for half price on trading or something it'd be worth well it. i i got the uh the download of um you know the the little mini demo oh, uh, that was Zero, on the X, yeah. yeah that was that was free on xbox um in august so i downloaded that i had a quick go on it and it was all right um it did feel like 
every time I failed the stealth part, I ended up just gunning down about 400 people <laughs> yeah. for about half an hour and then dying. Um, yeah, so. I didn't I didn't get on with Grand Zeroes. I get on with this a lot more because it is very much open world. But as I was saying before, the re- one of the reasons I got it and I got sold to it is my favourite game, or definitely one of my top three favourite games of all time, is Red Dead Redemption. That's an amazing game. I've, I 100% that game about five or six times. Can't wait for a sequel. Um, but a friend of mine sold it to me. It's like a modern day Red Dead Redemption. And it is, in part. Wow. In part. That is praise indeed. Yeah. It's not nowhere near as good in my eyes. It's not got that, the rock star sheen on it. But it is. there is some definite similarities, similarities uh, in the way that the game plays. But yeah, uh, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, great game. Really, really good game. But I so said the next game I've been playing, and it's the same game I talk about every week. Uh, but I do have a main reason for playing it this week is Destiny, and Ooh, yes. because the taking Destiny two point yes, Destiny Year Two, yes, and I, I am a big Destiny fan. I love it. I'm a Destiny fanboy. Have have been since I start. Played the alpha, played the beta, been playing it for a year. But this is amazing. The Taken King. They've really stepped up the game. It's, is it a sequel? Is it a remake? It's, what, it's, what, uh... it's basically the first year. A, a lot of journalists have said this. A lot of people get annoyed with it. But I think it's true. We, the first year you were playing a beta, a 50 quid beta. Uh, they tested a lot of things. They thought what was wrong, what was right. And now they've had a year. Story. And, yeah. <laughs> within the first. Needs a story. the first 10 minutes, well, 15 minutes of this game has more story content than the entire of Vanilla Destiny. It's brilliant. They've actually brought a story into it. They're using the voice actors. It's They've got... Uh, Did you just call it Vanilla Destiny? That's what for the first year is called to us Destiny fanboys. You watch, you listen, mm. listen. Vanilla mm. Destiny. Van- vanilla. Not, not not year one Destiny. Not Destiny... Mm. No, Vanilla Destiny. Version <laughs> one. Vanilla. Yeah. You have a flavour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what I'm talking so about. So is year two like chocolate destiny? Or it's Neapolitan. We, we just say <laughs> uh, Neapolitan, so we're going into the strawberry phase. Yes. And then maybe year three will be the chocolate. <laughs> okay, I like it. Uh, but yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant game. They've brought out the voice talent that they had there. Because Nathan Fillion is a, is a character and has been a character in Destiny since day one. Yeah, yeah. But he uh, girl Firefly. Yeah, but that's who he's or, or Castle if you're a big girl like yourself. <laughs> like Castle. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's who he's been in this. He's being Mal from Firefly. If you've ever wanted to play Firefly the game, this is as close as you'll probably ever get because he's just he's basically Mal. It's wise cracking all the way through it. It's really funny. All the cutscenes are brilliant. And like I said, the stories there. There is a story. You can follow it. You know what's happening. You've, you know, this big guy's coming to the universe, you've got to go kill him, but there's a story behind it and steps. And it's brilliant. And the quest of... What, steps are in it. Yeah, yeah. Tra- there's a tragedy <laughs> halfway through. It's terrible. H turns up with his bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, that's the raid, apparently. He's the raid <laughs> boss. Uh, but now what you've, you've basically, you've, they've changed the way that you do all the missions. Everything's got a quest attached to it now. So there's easy follow steps on how to do things. So if you want a certain gun, you have to go and kill this guy, do this, collect these things, and you'll get that gun instead of just it all being like on an RNG base. So it's a lot easier to handle. It's a lot easier for newcomers coming in. It's It makes more sense for people like us that have been playing it a long time. And it's it's really good. There's, there's new things to strive for. There's God knows how many weapons and things. And it is like starting again. It's like just starting again. And it's a lot of people are complaining about it, but 
personally I think it's brilliant and I think they've done the right thing and I can't wait to see what they do with the rest of it now. No, good. Well, I mean, I'm I'm tempted to 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 do it as well. Um, I don't have a second character. Um, yeah. I'm just bizarre like that. I have a level twenty eight um hunter. Yeah. Pretty lame, really, in the whole destiny stakes. But um, I like the idea that if I'm going to get into the Taken King, then I can start like a warlock or a titan and instantly get to level twenty five. Yeah. You know, I don't need to grind anymore. I don't need to do the whole story anymore. I can just get involved pick a new character and then take them into battle so that, that's the one thing with this as well they said that because the, the level cap before this was 34 uh which you have to get through with lights you know you, you get to 20 normally yeah, yeah. and then you have light levels of your armor uh now to get to to 40 level 40 is just purely through experience but i will have to say i thought that was going to take me some time it took me about 90 seconds to do it to go from 34 to 40 because i'd saved up some bounties with experience points to trade in and i thought they'd get me to one level or something but i went straight from 34 to 40 just by trading in these bounties <laughs> it's nice. absolutely no time um but the new the way they've done the light level now is it's a comparison between all your armor and all your weapons so you, depending on which gun and which uh, headpiece or whatever you've got on helmet you've got on your level goes up but it's it's much easier way of doing it and it's easier for people to understand and it's more variety in it so you don't have to what headpiece do you currently wear uh i have no idea you in a is that galahorn is that is that a headpiece or is that just no, like galahorn a, was a rocket launcher erotic instrument <laughs> well it probably was in certain <laughs> scandinavian countries but um in destiny it was a big big ass rocket launcher it's still in it but it's not quite as good as it used to be there's lots of cool new weapons to play with. I look forward to getting it. I mean, I, I see when I when I dip in, I see all of the different DLCs happening around me. I'm still trying to do a lot of the different side quests. I see all of like the House of Wolves appear and yeah, kick people's asses in front of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, be worth, I mean, it's it's worth getting the DLCs and it's worth getting this because they'll all be they'll all be even if you don't get them now, they'll all come back cheaper. And you can get them all in packs and things. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. And it only came out two or three days ago. So there's a lot yeah, more yeah, for me to discover. Um, but yeah, if you haven't got it yet, I highly recommend jumping on board now. It's probably the best time to do it instead of coming on when it first came out. This is the time to start Destiny if you've ever been thinking about it. Now it has a story and lots of yeah, content Yeah, story, to play. lots of content. It's easy to understand. And uh, it's great fun. Have you been playing anything else? To be honest, honestly, I, I have not been playing that much. I'm trying to just have a think now. I've been playing anything on my on my iOS. I don't think I have because Metal Gear took up pretty much every gaming hour I had, which hasn't been much recently. And then since Destiny came out, I've been pretty much all over that. So, uh, awesome. so over to you. <clears throat> well, uh, it's, it's basically like old gaming news for me. So some things we've already discussed um, in the, the unknown podcast that nobody <laughs> will ever hear. But basically, I've been playing Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. And I am now 60, 65% through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying it. I really, really like it. Uh, I, I must say when I first started it and when I started to get into it, I felt that Arkham City had more side quests and more interesting side quests i think arkham knight deals with it better by having different levels of that side quest yeah so like in arkham city you'd have the the guy there was like a mass murderer who had loads of cuts all over him i can't remember his name for the life of me but he had all these cuts all over him for all of his victims and then you'd hear a phone call like a phone ringing and then you'd answer the phone and say you know you know someone's dying over here and then you'd go and save it and that would be like an ongoing side quest and 
it it was good it was interesting but then when you kind of um look at arkham knight and you've got these bodies which is like strung up everywhere <laughs> which you kind of scan it i mean i haven't finished that particular quest but it just fit i mean it's it's interesting for the first one or two bodies yeah. it's like oh look i can do a deep tissue scan i can do a bone scan i can do a skin scan this is really interesting but then by the sixth body it's just like okay i I know exactly what i'm doing i know exactly what i'm looking for and it just doesn't seem as intriguing i don't feel like i've got this connection with this this psycho anymore Um, yeah it it is a bit dull that one but it is worth seeing through to the end because it has a bit of a a good payoff at the end i won't ruin it for you but it's worth it's worth examining more because it doesn't take that much time to get a a cool thing that's i mean that's half the thing i mean that's why it is so good because you do you want to save all the firemen. You want to yeah. find out about the man bat. There's all these different quests that you want to finish before you do the main, the main story. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, as you progress through it, by sort of limiting what you can do, it makes it a little bit more focused. But then at the same time, it gives you enough variety that if you don't want to progress with the main story, you could just spend five minutes um, doing one of the... Um, two-face bank missions yeah, or you cool. could spend five minutes freeing a tower or something so I, I one of the main reasons why i really like it is that you feel like you can progress even if you just do five minutes gameplay uh you could just pick it up for five ten minutes get something done put it down and then and then do something else yeah. or similarly you can play it for three hours and then feel like you've made some real major progress it's just such a perfect game yeah that you can you can take a, take away as much or as little as you want you could drive around in the batmobile for you know 15 20 minutes and just clear up the streets or you could you know do all the little side missions and it's just so many different things that i'm really enjoying it and as you've said in previous podcasts you, you almost you almost don't want it to finish yeah. and you almost don't want it to end and now i'm getting to that 65 percent mark i'm thinking you know I'm, I'm kind of i'm seeing a lot of those side quests now being checked off that um, I'm almost getting worried that I'm going to finish it soon. That's as I, I was so happy when well, so happy. I was pleased when I finished that game because I got to the point where I didn't think I needed to go back to it. I'd done all the side quests I wanted to do, but it didn't make me do the ones I didn't want to do, like the the Riddler car chases. I couldn't be asked doing them. I tried one, didn't like it. And but I got to, I did all the two face bank jobs. I thought they were great. I did. Uh, I can't remember how many of them. Most of them. But it didn't, and I did all the story mission, and I've wait, I've finished everything I wanted to before I finished the story mission, and I just thought that's a brilliant game. I can't, you know, it gave me everything I wanted to. It didn't make me do anything I didn't want to do, which is a, a problem with a lot of games nowadays. But I thought it just worked really, really well. I, I was really, really impressed with it. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and I just I, I thought that even the DLC model. I, I mean, I don't usually go for DLC, but um, you know, when you said about the 1989 Batman yeah. and having that that 1989 Batmobile, and then having some extra um, Riddler courses, even though they're kind of in the spirit of of uh, the Penguin layers from um, from the <clears throat> 1989 Batman, yeah. it was only two quid. It was like one eighty nine. It it felt like okay, so now I can experience this grungy dark like modern batman but then in this kind of retro style that i remember yeah. and it was it, it was it was really nice to just be able to pay you know less than two quid and then have this experience suddenly change in a very in a very 
Like kind of a deep way. It was very unusual to suddenly go, oh, I remember playing Batman on the Spectrum. I remember playing Batman in the arcade. I remember playing Batman and all these different things. And then being able to just pull all of that old memory, retro memory, and then just sort of stick it into the modern Batman. I was just like, it was, I, was, I thought it was really cool. I, I really liked it. That's one thing he says. One thing it touches on one of the things that I thought was great about the game. You can tell the game is made by fans who are passionate about the subject matter. You know, to, to make a DLC putting in the 1989 Batman, you've got to know what you're talking about to do that. And it's yeah. Rocksteady, obviously, you know, they've, it's been a love letter to Batman, these these three games that they've done. And I think it's been fantastic. And if this is the last one they do, uh, last Batman game they do, it's a great way to finish it. I hope it's not. Uh, I hope they do more DC characters. I'd love to see them do a Justice League game or even just a, a Superman game. Uh, see I would love it. to see them. I, I had a bit of a daydream about this the other day. I would love to see them take on um, the Grand Theft Auto and just create Gotham. And just do Gotham the game, and then what? What, what you do is be like a Grand Theft Auto type game, and what you do is you'd go into a game. It would be a twenty-five player game, and whatever, however you enter the game, you could. If you're first in, then if you're the host, then you could be Batman. Uh, if you're second in, you could be other heroes. And then as people join this twenty-five person game, you're given a choice of Penguin, Two Face, Batman, all these different characters. And as the twenty-five people fill up they each have their own set of quests and things that they need to do right. and they have that and so what you do it be a grand theft auto everyone joins in but then everyone has their their missions to sort out and so if you are batman then you have to clean up the streets but if you are two-faced then you have an army to to dictate you have um all of you whatever it is if it's going to be bin lorries if it's going to be robberies and you have those those quests which you need to do and you could uh, you could either team up with say Penguin or Riddler or whatever to try and achieve your goals, whilst at the same time these other people in this twenty five person game are trying to uh, stop you doing these goals. Uh, and so if you could create Grand Theft Auto Gotham, then you might have this real kind of melting pot uh, yeah. of games. So I don't know. It's just a, it's just an idea, just a day. You should but... trademark that before. <laughs> But someone steals it. I play that. That sounds great. Well, no, this this is the Rocksteady. If you listen to the podcast, which I'm sure you do, then um, yeah, just do Gotham the game and just make it a Grand Theft Auto game, but with all the different characters. Um, it would just revolutionise online gaming. I really think. Yeah. One thing I was going to ask you now. Now you've played it, um, I want to see if you agree with something that I mentioned on the podcast when I first played it. Don't you think that Rocksteady could make an amazing horror game or a survival horror game? The way that some of the things that are in that game, some of the jump scares and the way it's done, I'd love to see him handle something a bit darker sometime. Yeah, I mean the way that they've treated Batman, um, even through the previous games, I've it's amazed me. I always always thought of Batman, even though I knew deep down Batman was a dark character. Yeah. I think I've been so used to having Batman softened for yeah. me, and then having these Arkham games have really sort of opened my eyes to this guy's messed up, you know, yeah. he's messed up and he's in a messed up world. Um, and they've really brought that out um, in, in all of the enemies and all the characters and even in Batman himself. And then with this one, they've, they've really dug deep, um, not only in the Batman character, but in the whole universe. I, I didn't even know there was multiple friends and yeah. partners. <laughs> um <laughs> So without giving too much away, yes, yeah, so I didn't even know about this, but I know that in the Batman lore there is yeah. um, now, and I would expect as much. Uh, so they've really they've done it for fans. They've done it for people who are new, like 
who know Batman but not don't know too much about it. Um, yes, it falters. You know, the uh, Firefly is not a very good bad guy. Yeah, I, um, I think I had one or two of those in the killing for that one. Man Bat, you know, he's pretty cool, but he's he's not. He, there's a lot of better bat, bad guys. I think they're they're definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to bad guys in this one. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got the standard fair, but then now they're sort of really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Sadly, it was the Batman Origins or whatever that really went to the bottom of the barrel and then you know dug under the <laughs> ground a little bit for some of theirs. But yeah, that was oh, that was a terrible game. Well, it wasn't a terrible um, game, but it, in uh, regard to the other games it wasn't that good yeah, yeah um so yeah i'm enjoying that hopefully i'll have that done in the next week well, i say hopefully uh yeah hopefully i'll have it all done dusty because i do have the witcher um sitting there on my on my on my computer now ready to to go but um i want to wait until batman's done <clears throat> and aside from that i've also been playing borderlands episode four done dusted enjoyed that it's not as good as some of the other episodes but there is an amazing um shootout in it which is just a really memorable uh moment yeah. in gaming and i think um i think borderlands have really made gaming a movie-like genre i don't know how that makes any sense but it it, it borderlands would make an amazing movie they're, they're making a movie of it Oh well, excellent. I mean, if they could just make that board, Tales of the Borderlands yeah. as a movie, it, it the story is um is fantastic, and the way it's told is fantastic. It's not just that it is a good sci-fi. I think the the angle that they've taken makes it so much more accessible and gives you so much more freedom, um, in the terms of having this sort of. And it's not a spoiler, but basically, the story focuses on two people's perspective of previous events. Right. So you're always talking in in the history of things. So when they talk up their involvement in something, they could be like, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of a moment because in their mind they were, but then it, they get pulled and it's almost a moment of hilarity where one person thinks that they were like the hero of a moment, but then when you hear the other person's perspective, you realize that they were just a wet weekend. Um <laughs> And it's it's just a really good play of storytelling that would make a fantastic movie. And so yeah, episode four is done. Episode five is on the way. And yeah, as I say, it's good. It has its moments. The key moment is the the gunfight. Um, but yeah, I really look forward to episode five. And I think I think I've said to you before. I don't know if I said to you on the podcast or when we were speaking privately about it. I really want to play these games, but I really want to do them in one sitting. Uh, and I don't have time to do that at the moment in my life, so I'm going to wait for a train journey or a plane journey or something like that and sit down and do it. That's what I did with The Walking Dead, so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. Or a, you know, a training course in Brighton, probably a good time for me to sit down and play him as well. I have so many things all, all geared up, ready for me to play here. So, um, <laughs> so other things that I've been playing are, I had a quick go on The Dear God when it was first released, so at the beginning of September they, they the, released uh, Dear God. on the free on the Xbox, wasn't it? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a pixel, it's a 3D pixel art adventure where it's a, like an endless runner with RPG elements. So you start as a, um, we start as a hunter who kills a deer. Yeah, he dies as he kills a deer by some wolves. He then becomes a deer via the deer god. And then you are this endless runner, baby deer, trying to survive crocodiles, snakes, um, wolves, lions, tigers, 
anything that everything's out to kill you um and if you die too soon then you go from a baby deer to a you know it's tiny deer and from a tiny deer to a, a bunny rabbit um but <laughs> in the other direction as you progress and you get better and better and better you become a, a young adult and then your antlers start growing and you get bigger and bigger until you're a proper big stag and then once you're a huge stag then i think you can even get laser laser <laughs> horns or something like that okay it goes a little bit ridiculous but um uh it, it uh, from what I played, it was only a couple of hours. From what I played, it had some highlights um, in that it, it's quite serene. It's quite pleasurable to play. The mechanics are good. The jumping's good. The graphics are quite unusual in the fact that if you were to look at it from a, from a 2D perspective, it is just pixel art. But then if you were to move your head almost, then it's actually 3D. So it's all been made in proper 3D, but then with a 2D kind of paintbrush. Um, but it's it's just a bit boring to be honest. Um, you know, you, there's a few times where you've just jumped over the same canyon fifty times, and you've jumped over the same crocodile fifty times, and you're like, I need more variation. And even though it does get exciting, the more animals you see, um, after a couple of hours, just I was just like, do do I want to commit any more time to this? And I was unsure. So it, it's good for free. It's 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 different. I like different, but. I'm going to have to go back to it because until I, I I don't feel like there's anything else there. And I think I need to go back to it to just explore more. Um, okay. But I, yeah, I've I downloaded it. I've got it sat on the machine. I haven't actually played it yet, but I'll, I'll probably get around to it at some point. You could get a grip of it in 20 minutes and then you'd, you'd know in 20 minutes whether or not you want to keep it on your machine or not. Yeah. Um, and I like the unusual, but I think this might be too step too far too boring well I, yeah i think it's just a bit boring i think it's just a bit samey um but then apart from that i have been going crazy on the mobile so i've done horizon chase i know i told you about this on the uh, yes, on the, the lost, lost post podcast I have actually i've just remembered that is something i have been playing since you told me about it and you it's i'll let you i'll let you explain it but yeah i'm really enjoying it so for those that don't know so um horizon chase is a homage to all of the 80s uh, outruns and um, Chase, Chase HQ, HQ and all that kind of stuff. So it, it is this. Um, uh, it's a racer. It's in. It's kind of in a low poly art style. So it's kind of vector art, but everything's kind of very blocky and. Um, but it's very. It's got a very high contrast, and the visuals are lovely. And it doesn't feel like a modern outrun, but it pays so many homages to outrun. That it doesn't go too far so you know if you if you play like ferrari challenge on the original xbox then that's gone too far you know it's kind of trying to go too realistic this is definitely very much firmly in the outrun vein uh in the fact that the the tracks all move the same when you go around a corner the, the horizon stays in the same place but then the corners change as you turn but it's not 2d it's actually 3d it's actually made in 3d but it's made to look like 2d um, and you collect power-ups, you collect your fuel, you you know, and I think, I'm trying to think how many courses there were. I think there was about 48 different tracks because it goes across uh, eight or nine different uh, areas, which go from like the um, Canadian Rockies all the way to sort of Vegas and all this kind of stuff. So um, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of things to do, a lot of bonus tracks, more cars, more upgrades. And, but the tracks only take a couple of minutes to play and so if you do like outrun and those sort of old-fashioned races then 
for two quid you can't go wrong with horizon chase it's good so what was your experience i really enjoyed it after like you say you sold it to me last time on the on the lost podcast and i've I think it's a really good game. It's really good fun. It's just for... I probably only played about 20 minutes of it in, in three or four different sessions. But it did make me feel like the old days of playing OutRun and, and Chase HQ and all those sort of things. Like, say, racing across America in a Ferrari, listening to cool soundtracks. Yeah, brilliant Or bit tunes. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, really good fun. I, like you say, two quid. Can't go wrong. Yeah, really good. Um, so yeah, that's one of my my picks of the month. Um, I've also been playing um, The Walking Dead. BT now have AMC on their uh, on their books, so we get Fear of the Walking Dead um, as part of that. So I've watched the first couple of episodes. So I, I'll probably touch on Walking Dead, the TV series at the end yeah. when we're talking about uh, uh, talking about the outside world. But um, yeah, I've been playing The Walking Dead um, RPG. Um, which is really good. It, it, it's a much better than I thought it was going to be. So it's by Scopely, Skybound, Yugo, or something like that. Yeah. And it's it's set in the same universe. The art style is very much in keeping with the uh, the comics. And you, I'm trying to think how to describe it. So it's a a village management sim. So uh, I'm trying to think of the town. Uh, Woodbury. Yeah, Woodbury. Woodbury. Yeah. Woodbury. You look after Woodbury, um, and you build training camps, you build houses, you build uh, farms. So, are you the governor uh, then in this game? Uh, you you are kind of in touch with the governor, right. um, and you're you're not the governor, um, but the governor is very much a part of it. So right. he's sort of coming to power whilst you're building up Woodbury. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's almost like he's new to Woodbury, and you're building up Woodbury, and then whilst you're away on all these raids, and you're trying to raid shopping centers and um you get resources he's coming to power right and every time you sort of get back you hear about these stories about the governor's been attacked by rick and then later on you'll find out that he's been gutted cut off and eyes gouged gouged out and stuff <laughs> um so all these things are happening whilst you're there um but you are just mainly concentrating on getting woodbury up and running um whilst at the same time you'll get herschel in part of your team you'll get um uh what's his name gwen uh uh name glenn uh, glenn, glenn yeah. yeah so you get glenn in party team you'll get mac as part of your team and they will join you on raids and so you might do a zombie raid and then all the raids are turn-based rpg strategies so you pick which zombie you want to attack you say i'm gonna shoot him or i'm gonna use my special weapon or whatever it is and then you take all your turns for your team, and then the zombies take all their turns for their team. Right. Uh, and if you come across um, locals, then they might have guns, they might have pistols, they might have machine guns, and then it's a similar thing. So you take your turns, they take their turns, um, and you've got to survive as long as you can. And the more survivors you save, so say you go into a shopping center, you might save four survivors, you can then absorb like the Borg those survivors into you <laughs> so you go right okay i'm herschel i'm pretty good i'm pretty hard-nosed i've got like the shotgun i've saved four four survivors and then you absorb them into yourself in order to level up your character so you become higher level better accuracy better shooting and all this kind of stuff um and then you you earn food you earn abilities and all this kind of stuff and it, it's really it's really deep and the art style is very much in keeping with the comic um, at first, it's it's a lot of um, 
user interface to get used to there's a lot of buttons there's a lot of things you could do there's gold there's characters there's food there's raids whilst you're away people could raid your town like real people raid your town and they steal stuff from you and you could choose to either exact your revenge and then you go up against their characters there's a chat window so you can see what people are talking about and people are saying join my faction because if you join a faction you get an extra character um so there's so many levels of things going on that it was really surprising for a free game um that okay yeah it does push a few a few sales was, messages on you i was going to ask that because i've seen this is advertised all over social media probably just because i've got a lot of stuff about zombies so i get targeted for it but it's over facebook and twitter and things so it, it but it is a free game is it so it's yeah, yeah it's totally free to play right. and i have not spent a penny yet right. um I would be tempted to if I get stuck, but I'm quite happy to just let it tick over um, because there's just so many things going on. And there are raids. You know, it says, you know, for the next three hours or three days, we can do raids. So you can join other team members and then go and do this seven level raid of uh, maybe the prison. So you're going to go and attack Rick's prison. Yeah. You're going to do six or seven battles. Battles only take about I don't know, five minutes or something. Um, but then, yeah, you've got to commit to that time where you're going to assigning who's doing what. You've got to make sure everyone's got their health potions. You can give them like these zombie T-shirts so they're not spotted by zombies. You can revive them when they're dying. You could upgrade them. And then if they get to like this kind of booster point, they each have like a special move. So it might be like a accurate shot or a panic unload where they just like hose everybody down with a, like, their machine gun. Um, and if you get into it, you know, if you're happy to be patient, because in most cases you can't build two things at the same time or you can't train two people at the same time. It always says, oh, well, would you like to speed this up by spending five coins? Yeah. And it's generous. It gives you like 200 coins to begin with. So if you're if you want to boost in those first few days or those first couple of weeks, then you've got enough coins to boost your way to a solid village or a solid town mm-hmm. um but then once all that's gone that's when the money comes in so they're trying to get you addicted first right um but there's just so much going on it's really good um, so quite a deep game then yeah really deep and really kind of it really respects the comic books and it really respects the characters you can see there's been a lot of um effort gone into trying to make a storyline fit around the universe well if it's done by skybound i mean that is the 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 company behind the comic so i mean that that's that they obviously had a lot of input into it and it sounds like from what you say it's based on an offshoot comic or, or a book at least called the rise of the governor which was all based about obviously the rise of the governor so it might be based in, in, around those sort of storylines it well. does sound very much like that because it, it almost feels like some of the graphics have been taken f- directly from from this rise of the governor so yeah. you almost see him come to power and then uh, fall from grace right um and yeah if you want the characters that you know from the show and you know from the comic then you can pay for that yeah um but if you're happy to just run with the randoms then you know you're giving them in spades uh it's just if you want rick to be part of your team then you know you have to be willing to pay for it yeah fair enough i might give that one a try i'm not a massive rpg fan but you know throw some zombies onto it and it makes it a bit more appealing to me so I'll yeah it's that. one of those things that you could dip into dip in and out um and it just feels like I've been playing a lot of mobile games this ta- this week. But um, yeah, aside from those two, what else have I been playing? Um, I or I, I've downloaded uh, downloaded 
Tomb Raider Go, but I haven't played that yet. I'm going to save that for, for next week. Yeah. Uh, that's all set to go. And uh, Oh, that's because uh, Star Wars Uprising came out. So uh, this the new Star Wars Uprising game came out, and I was just like, well, it's free. I want to try it. And it, apparently it connects the Return of the Jedi to um, the new movie, which all of a sudden escapes me. Force Awakens. Um, Force Awakens. Get with it. I know it's late. It's late. I've had a lot to drink. Um, and so yeah, so I've I've tried the Star Wars Awaken, uh, the Star Wars Uprising, um, where it's all set after Return of the Jedi. The Empire is in in flux. Uh, a lot of the generals are, are not telling people that the Emperor is dead. Um, so they're trying to try and keep order as much as they can. Um, and then they're, they're hiring a lot of bounty hunters in. They're hiring a lot of uh, freelancers in to try and keep peace and try and keep the planets in order. So you kind of come in as one of these, almost like a bounty hunter, um, where you have to do a number of jobs for both the Empire and for the the uh, the uprising. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a isometric type runaround game. You can choose whether or not you're going to be human or that those kind of blue aliens with the two big tentacles out of the top of their head uh, or the same as Darth Maul those red red yeah. and black face people um, and yeah the game wise it's alright you just run around you shoot people you slice them up and then you go around and you can upgrade your gear you can unlock new abilities what what style of game is it because I've heard about it I've seen it advertised but it's, it's iOS again isn't it but I haven't actually downloaded it yeah well uh, it is it is a isometric hack and slash okay so uh you you're kind of like a semi top-down view you'll run around a series of levels and you have to kill all the enemies uh break it break open all the chests and then once you finish a mission then you're rewarded with gear you're rewarded with weapons and you're rewarded with like special weapon uh, metals right. which can then go to upgrade your armor to go to upgrade all of your uh clothes you can over a helmet so it's kind of like a uh it's kind of like a pseudo destiny in right. terms of, and then you'll always return to, to a bar. So you kind of go back to the Moss Eisley bar almost. Right. Uh, you'll meet up with the, uh, the gang leader or whoever he is, and he'll give you different jobs. And I think as the as the game goes on, you're given jobs by other factions, and you you'll go to other planets, and you'll be given other jobs. So it's definitely a sort of a it's it's not a game with an end in in sight. Yeah. I can't see how I'm going to complete this within the next three five hours. I think they're just going to keep throwing content at it, um, to say right, okay, now Tatooine's open, so go and get some jobs from Jabba the Hutt. Um, there's going to be a lot of things going on. But ultimately, it's just it's telling this story about how the empire is is in a, like a transitional period, and nobody really knows what's going on. There's so much of this stuff coming out at the moment. I was just uh, listening to a, a, another podcast actually earlier today, talking about there's there's books coming out and comics coming out, all bridging the gap to uh, the Force Awakens. Um, I'm gonna have to jump on some of this because I want to see because I loved all the. You know the books that came out after the original trilogy. You know, like the yeah, yeah, Red the Squadron, Thrawn and, trilogy. Yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn was it the the heir to the Empire? That was a brilliant book. That was an amazing book. And I'm kind of gutted that they've let all that go. Said none of that's canon now, because um, there were some brilliant stories there. Like the the tales from Jabba's palace was 
brilliant. That, you know, yes. the, the story of the Vainy Bumhead band. What was it? The, the we, we Don't Do Weddings or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was that awesome. Was brilliant. But yeah, it's kind of sad that none of that's going to come in. But uh, I want to sort of read what the what the what they are filling the the mid ground with now before the film comes out. I don't want to know too much about the film. It's like I haven't really looked at too many of the toys that be released. I don't want any characters to be ruined for me. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to see what's what some of the stuff that's happening. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that they're, they're just tossing away. I don't I don't even know because I think in the in even in the Admiral Thrawn trilogy. And the heir to the empire. I think he even got together with Mara Jade at the end of that. So, yeah. but you know, if your theory that you heard about um, about Luke Skywalker yeah, being, being the bad guy, yeah. you know, if that is if that is true, then there's no way that he's going to get with Mara Jade yeah. unless Mara Jade breaks his heart, and then that turns him well, to the more, to the Ken. more I think about it, that theory makes sense because you saw the the melted Darth Vader mask in the very first trailer and his mask is formed from that and oh, i don't know can you've not i don't know if it'd be formed yet. from that I, I i i like the idea that that luke is messed up yeah. you know it, it, it makes a very sound argument that luke he teetered on the dark side for yeah. a very long time he was in black he was tempted by the whole thing yeah so if he's already taken those steps down to the dark the dark side then there's no reason why he he, he could quite easily slip down that path um and they need a baddie. They need a baddie that people can can relate to. I think if they just bring in, oh, and by the way, there was this random Jedi who wasn't part of the cull or yeah. wasn't part of the main trilogy. I just don't think people are going to buy into it. I think by making Luke the bad guy, yeah. um, and he he did he's just done such a good job as the Joker. Yeah, you know, he's as Mark as Hamill. He did nothing for years, and then as as the voice of the Joker, he's done an, an amazing job. So there's no reason why you put him behind a mask, make him all messed up, yeah. that he can't be this maniacal, crazy Jedi, you know? Yeah, pulls out the Joker voice. That'd be quite cool. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's got it in him. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's his second career, basically. I think he's been brilliant at that. But it'd be great to see him back in Star Wars. He's obviously going to be in the robes and stuff there's been set pictures of him with the beard and the robes and things so we're all looking forward to that but uh see we've sort of slipped on to out of games and onto uh onto outside world things and we are running a bit out of time here yeah so, yeah let's uh, do it i'll let you go first on this one well outside world so outside of gaming um in the the short moments that i have had i did catch up on fear of the walking dead um i am a massive fan of the Can walking I just dead say, so don't spoil any of it for me i'm waiting for it to finish and watch it in a in one go they all die in the end sorry <laughs> and they all come back <laughs> oh, that's fine i'm gonna watch it now then <laughs> Uh, but yes, I I lo- I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think I was going to like it. It is a bit slow, but the way they handle it and the way the characters are, the characters are, are, are anti-heroes. The characters aren't aren't big butch and ready for it. The the characters are useless. The characters are not prepared. But the fact that they survive certain aspects and overcome certain obstacles, it's very much in the same vein as The Walking Dead. Um, but it, you know, I think it's even it's got an extra sheen on it, so I quite like it so far. I've only watched the first two episodes. I like where it's going. Um, some characters are stronger than others. Yeah. But um, yeah, so far so good. I'd 
I recommend watching it. I don't know if you've got Sky or BT. Uh, well, I've got an internet connection. I'll find it somehow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, if it's not downloadable, then you get it free with um, uh, BT. I've got BT broadband, broadband so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll so go yeah, for that. Yeah, so if you just log into your whatever it's called, uh, BT Vision. Yeah, it's right. It's right there. Oh, it's okay. got a whole AMC channel now, which is a really nice surprise because I was thinking, how am I going to get it? You know, what kind of um, quality is it going to be? But yeah, you can just oh, download cool. it. Yeah, I'll have a look at that. Straight from there. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my outside world. I don't think I'll, I've done anything else. Um, I'm trying to think if I've watched even any movies. Um, oh, I watched Appleseed. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and it was it was been in my wish list for a while. And every time I've sort of shown it to um, to my missus and yeah. said, "Look, you know, it, it, look at this description. You know, the end of World War Three. The civilization has died." A woman and her android friend roam the wastelands. What's there not to like about this synopsis? It's just like, I'm not watching that. Um, so she was ill. Um, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't have put that stuff in a tea, but yeah, she was ill. And so I thought, you know, I could take this opportunity. I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. So um, it was good. It was really good. It kind of had that, um, oh God, what's it called? The children of the something or other. Do you know the kind of CGI... Uh, Final Fantasy movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it was better graphics than that. Um, but the voice acting was good. Uh, the action was good. It was it it wasn't. It's not going to win any awards, yeah. but it was perfectly watchable. Um, and I've not really seen any of the Appleseed comics or the Appleseed manga. I was I've been aware of it. I know of it. I know what it's kind of yeah, about. I'm, but... I'm in the same boat. I know I know of it. Know what it is, but don't know much of the of the lore. Yeah, what after watching the movie, I'd be quite happy to to dip into the comics and to the manga to see see what it's about because it it does set a really nice scene. Uh, it definitely focuses more on the characters than the situation and the scenario. Um, so it's very much very insular, and it's just like these two people are in trouble, and this is what this is what they're doing. And it just kind of touch upon the old fashioned manga story that there is some child with loads of power. And we've got to protect them. Yeah. That old chestnut. Akira. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but um, on the whole, the, the focus is around these two characters. And it's done really well. So for a free movie, totally worth it. I'd watch it. Cool. Cool. So anything else you want to go over? Oh, on the outside I, world, films, TV? What about you? You must have seen some stuff. Um, yeah, there's been a few a few good standouts for me this last last few weeks. Um, one thing we again spoke about on the Lost podcast that I'll speak about now is quite a, probably one of the last people to watch it, but uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I didn't get to see it in the cinema because of just reasons, but finally, finally got to see it again. Wait, like you waited for the for the wife to be out. She didn't really like me saying, "Oh, watch this! It's basically a two hour car fight." Um, so yeah, I waited for her to be out, and just, yeah, absolutely loved well it. Well worth it. Brilliant. The it's a masterpiece of a film in my eyes because it's. I love the Mad Max things anyway, and this is obviously done. Like George Miller's done it again, but just this, this things like the cinematography in this is just beautiful. I had to pause it a few times just to look at how amazing it it's shot and rewind some scenes. But it's it's as mad as the other Mad Max films it's crazy but the fight the car fights and the car chases they take your breath away because hard there is CGI in it but all these cars these vehicles 
and most of the crashes they did in real life you know these vehicles exist they built them you know there's huge massive things stacks of speakers with a guy playing guitar on it through the entire like hour-long car chase it's insane if you have you seen it yet have you seen no it? no oh, it's on my list yeah. yeah watch it you'll love it again probably slip something into a tea before uh, <laughs> before, before you watch it but absolutely stunning film really good can't wait they are apparently doing another one and i can't wait for it i think it'd be brilliant maybe want to get the game to be honest which i haven't actually got yet yeah i mean it's, it's really weird with the game because ign gave it a great review yeah. they they said it was a proper homage to the the mad max series um but then everyone else has kind of been a little bit unimpressed i'm, I'm um, gonna get it i've i've spoke to i've read a couple of reviews and i've but i've spoke to two or three people i know that have played it and have got very similar tasting games to me and said i will love it because it's like shadow of mordor from last year it's you know a, an open worldy game with batman fighting mechanics and a few things different things to do but it'll be something i'll get after christmas and the probably the start of next year but um but yeah sorry other things outside of that uh other films i've watched uh watched uh, well, ports on Blu-ray, Avengers. Um, the oh yeah, one, Age of Ultron. Ultron. I love it. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Any good fan. second time round? Yeah, brilliant. Just as good. Picked up on a few things I missed. I saw it a couple of times in the cinema. So I picked up on a couple of things I missed. Really, really good. Got me really excited for Civil War next year, which is basically Avengers 2.5. Love the Civil War comic storyline, so I can't wait to see what they do with this, especially now Marvel have got Spider-Man back again. I was wondering how the hell they were going to do Civil War without Spider-Man because he's a major part of it. Is there anything, what what kind of things did you miss? I mean, is there anything, any doozies or anything that you, was there an Apple logo on the back of Ultron's head? Or? <laughs> no, just a few little throwaway lines and, and references to the comics and and things, you know, that, that are going to come up hopefully in the future of, for the, the future films and things. But yeah, just just little nods here and there. But I just really enjoy Marvel films. They're a spectac- spectacle to watch. And James Spader's voice acting as Ultron in that is brilliant. Have, have you seen it, actually? Have you seen Age of Ultron? No, no, not yet. Oh, definitely. I won't I won't ruin anything for you. But yeah, you watch it. You'll love it. Absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant. But um, apart from that, I think the only other thing I, I do want to mention, I mentioned it to you briefly off air, is something I haven't actually done yet. I'm going to on Friday. I think it's going to be a quite a cool experience uh, up near me in the, in the Lake District, a place called Grisdale Forest, are having a special nighttime screening of Predator in the middle of the forest for a drive-in theatre, which nice. I think get is to the chopper. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be a brilliant. I was talking to my friend that I'm driving up there with, and we said, "Oh, we've got to put Long Tall Sally on in the car and wind the windows down as we come driving up through the woods. It's gonna be fantastic." But uh, Predator, one of the all-time great films, so really looking forward to watching it in the in the middle of a, a woodland setting at night with a few beers with some friends. It's going to be great. That sounds very very cool. Um, kind of in a, a minor, tiny little relational thing is I actually just got um Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bit epic. It's massive, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna trudge through it because. As a person, I think he's an amazing person. Yeah. I, I think even though he's had his ups and downs, I think anyone that can go from a, you know, an Austrian weakling to governor of California, yeah. I think <clears throat> I think it's interesting to hear what he has to say. Um, I think he, he's done some motivational speaking that you can get to see on uh, or listen to on YouTube. 
and he's got some really inspiring words and i think that he's overlooked and i think that from a at least from a, an intellectual standpoint i think he's incredibly clever but i think in the roles that he's played in hollywood that it's not conveyed as much yeah um so i'm really looking forward to reading his autobiography to find out how he got there and what his thinking is behind things no i think he's a great bloke aren't he i think you can't really fault him i mean maybe for those meerkat adverts he's doing at the moment but you know the guy's in his 70s he can do what he wants now exactly you know he's made his money um you know he's got a bad rep from his his family life and stuff so he's just now he can just you know oh, what are you gonna pay me a million quid yeah okay fine i can say five words for you yeah um I mean, the guy. The guy's played some of the most iconic roles in the last fifty years of cinema. You've got to give it to the man. Plus, he, I actually, I only realised until someone told me a few weeks ago, he was actually a millionaire before he even got into films through all his bodybuilding stuff. You know, yeah, he made yeah, all absolutely. His money then I didn't realise that beforehand. But uh, anyway, I think that's that, that's about it from me. Yeah, that's pretty much about it from me. I mean, the highlight of my week, um, which is both gaming related, both like um, website related is if you check on gamingdebug.com um now like do it right after this podcast is i had an interview with um the volume composer um so if you go on there so it, the volume was released last week and i managed to speak with david um, housden um and he has kindly agreed to an interview so i managed to get a, a load of questions in front of him talking about volume talking about uh, thomas was alone talking about inspiration about doing indie games how to get into uh, indie game composing what the industry's like i literally just probe him from all angles um <laughs> there are no pictures i'm afraid but basically i i ask him a ton of questions and he is very open um so if you are into uh, if you really like volume if you really like thomas was alone if you're into video game composing and music um then one check out the soundtrack of volume it is awesome um and same with thomas's was alone but then also read the interview because he's got a lot of really good insights in there so excellent check it yeah, out so, yeah, that's on the website, and also I've got some submerged content on there. I've got a submerged review. I've got some submerged um, epic moments. So if you want to see that moment where the whale sort of breaches the crests of the wave when when you're at a sunset moment, it's a beautiful moment. So I've captured that. That's all on on the YouTube channel and on the website. Um, and if you want to, yeah see any of that that's all on gamingdebugged.com if you want to follow me then that is gaming debugged at gaming debugged um and same with youtube it's just user slash gaming debugged i'm all on there 100 videos plus now uh probably over 100 uh, sorry over 600 subscribers so if you could subscribe that'd be awesome and that is about all of the pimping I'm going to do. John, if people want to get in touch with you, what do they do? Uh, best way to get in touch with me is Twitter. I'm usually on there. Just catch me at ImageDemon78. Um, also, I'm on, if you fancy a game anytime, we're on PSN and Xbox, just under the username ImageDemon. And if you listen to this podcast, um, then give us a five-star rating on iTunes. You know, Get in contact. Give us a thumbs up. Send us a question. Uh, just any kind of engagement we are really eager to hear what people are saying um yeah even if it's just ian you mumble and um john you're a northern monkey just tell us give us that feedback we want it we yearn it um so this has been it been it this has been the gaming sessions podcast episode five um it should be episode six because we recorded one but it's not now this is this is it this is episode five this is the real episode five 
Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, John, for joining in, joining me yet again. No problem. And will. we will see you again next week yeah. or next uh, fortnight or whenever we're going to do it, <laughs> whenever it works. Who knows? Um, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>